Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I'm Justice Mosqueda. This is the Repack. I'm joined here by Evan Tex Western. Say what's up to the people, Tex. What's up, everybody? Your Green Bay Packers are in the playoffs. Jordan Love is fucking amazing. It's a good day. It is a good day to be a Packers fan. It's a good damn day. Uh, LaFleur cussed during the presser, so I'm <laughs> sure we're going to let a couple slip up at some point. Um, Where to even start? Jordan Love. That's a good place to start. We did it. We found another one. He's going to be here for 15 years. Um, this came from CBS Sports. Uh, the only quarterbacks in NFL history that exceed the totals that Jordan Love had, which was 5,159 passing yards and 32 passing touchdowns in their first season as a full-time starter. There are two in NFL history. Patrick Mahomes and Kurt Warner. To Warner, I believe, won the MVP his first year. Wow. Starter, right? So, oh boy, but pretty good start. 4,172 yards, right? 4,000 something. Yeah. Yeah. Mess up the number again. I think you said 5,000, but either way, like that's, (laughs) I'm always wrong one digit. I don't know why I do that. (laughs) That, yeah, I don't care. That's, that's incredible company. And, um, yeah, I got, I got some numbers that I, that I was playing around with. So last eight games of this season, uh, Jordan Love threw for 18 touchdowns. Ran for two more and threw one interception. Obviously, Packers went six and two in those games. In seven of those eight games, Jordan Love had a passer rating over a hundred. In three of those games, he had a passer rating over one hundred and twenty-five. And those three games were the three divisional games down the stretch: Thanksgiving against Detroit, last week against Minnesota, and today against Chicago. Damn, NFC North fans must hate their lives. I think so. One. The Lions are slowing down, right? Yeah. We get the Lions slowing down. Everyone made fun of them for hanging the NFC North banner where it only has <laughs> one year on it. Um, they can't be feeling great. Vikings fans, I know, are pissed. Bears fans are clearly pissed. Bears fans are checking on your Bears fans. Either bully them or call a suicide hotline. Like, no joke. <laughs> like, there's it's one or the other right now. Um. Here's another Jordan Love stat. This comes from Next Gen Stats. This, you know, the league's, you know, Amazon uh, numbers. Um, as far as success rate in the NFL, the first eight weeks of the season, uh, Love dropbacks were at 42%. Um, since week eight, they've been at 50%, which is third in the NFL, only behind Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott leads the NFL in passing touchdowns. Purdy might win. Uh, MVP. I guess he probably won't win MVP. Uh, is Lamar MVP? Where are we even at at the MVP conversation I, anymore? It feels like I it feel just like the, died. Yeah, it just kind of disappeared. I think it's those three guys are probably your only real candidates is Lamar, Purdy, and and Dak. I don't know if Dak has played his way back in with another big game today and winning the NFC East, but I mean, hard to imagine anybody outside of those three, but I don't know at this point. This MVP feels weird it feels like one that we should just like delay until the postseason right yeah we're like hey one of these guys is gonna win it all like we'll we'll figure it out then lamar was fourth by the way um guys i I think we hit we found our quarterback i i'm looking next gen stats has jordan loves passing chart up he had a plus 13.2 percent cpoe today he completed 27 of 32 um and 
there were two balls that were not complete less than 10 yards downfield. One of them, um, one of the other incompletions was the one to Melton in the back of the end zone, which was an absolutely yeah. insane throw. Um, and then there were the only other two incompletions was one was like 19 yards downfield and one was another deep one. Um, about 25 yards, um, up the field on the left sideline. Like this, this game was the, I think the platonic ideal of the Jordan Love game because I mean, a lot, lot of stuff kind of clustered in the middle of the field, intermediate stuff. And then, you know, a couple of dots in the corners, the whole shot to Jaden Reed, like <laughs> so many, so many really nice throws in this game and just, just good decisions and, and navigated the pocket well under pressure. And it's, it's everything you could possibly ask for from a quarterback. And all these guys are young. Wicks gets two touchdowns. <laughs> Bo Melton looks like he's a real candidate to like maybe be wide receiver. Like, would we be shocked if it's Melton, uh, Melton like wide receiver three and Wicks and Reed as the top three receivers next year? Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be floored. It wouldn't shock me. It means we still have no idea what the hell is up with Watson if if he's ever going to be able to to get through a season healthy. Um, I mean. Dobbs the hands things, who knows on that. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think the Wicks Reed combo alone, just in this last month or so, a month and a half has shown that that can, that can be a viable one, two yes. punch. Um, especially when you've got complimentary guys like Melton, like Tucker Craft. Um, I mean, and we didn't even really see Luke Musgrave do much today. Yeah, and all these guys so, are like 21. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, God, having having three four years of all these guys under a cost controlled situation when you know Jordan Love's going to get the bag this off season, like you've got his his whole receiving core locked up for the next four years, three four years. It's great. You know what that means, for Packers fans in April. A lot of defense, a lot of offensive linemen. You guys have favorite yep. draft picks. Um, this just came from Adam Schefter, based on average uh, average age weighted for playing time. The Packers are now the fifth youngest team since the 1970 merger to make the playoffs and the youngest team since the 1977 Bears. <laughs> My dad Lord. was five. This team, this team was I'm not 30. supposed to sniff the playoffs. Like, this was supposed to be that that growth year for all these guys. Did and you swap with Bakhtiari? No. Oh, We're not God. supposed to make the playoffs, right? We're <laughs> rebuilding, right? We're not supposed to have a chance, right? I mean, and that's, that's what it was for nine games. And here we are in, uh, you know, getting a date with Dallas next week. So, whew, that's, if, if this game schedule hasn't come out yet as we record this. So I'll, I'll be curious to see where this shakes out. But if it's not the Sunday night game, I'm going to be shocked. Packers, Cowboys in Dallas, and you've got the Mike McCarthy factor. Like that's that is going to be every eyeball that the NFL can possibly get in a wild card game, and so they're gonna. I think they're gonna want to put that on Sunday night for sure. Uh, more more tweets. This is just me reading tweets at this point. Um, <laughs> more news. Jets will not be playing at Lambeau Field next year, so Aaron Rodgers not returning to Green Bay. Um, no, no hard knocks. Playoffs no hard means knocks. no hard knocks. Oh, yeah, I don't even know who the teams are, but I'm hoping it's the Bears. That gives you that quick little kiss of death. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I was going to say something, and then I got sidetracked. I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, Aaron Jones, still good. That was good. Aaron Jones, good. Very excited about that. I mean, going into Dallas. Um, yeah. 
bad, Aaron Jones bad is going to be huge, defense. man. I mean, yeah. I know Aaron Jones is known to have big games at AT&T, and he does the whole homecoming thing and all that stuff. Um, but that Dallas defense doesn't seem like they want to tackle, um, especially in the run game. And if the Packers are going to win, I mean, it doesn't have to be a shootout in terms of, like, they're going to just throw the ball 150 times or something like that. But they're going to need a score, like, damn near every single possession because I think Dallas is probably going to run this defense off of the field. Um, So if they want to have a shot, I I think Aaron Jones is going to be a pretty big deal there, especially considering the fact that, like, we don't know what the hell is going to happen with A.J. Dillon. I don't even know. Did anyone other than Jones get a carry today? I don't think so. Um, yeah. I think, I think Melton might have had one or two like jet sweep type of things, but I think that was it. I don't, I don't remember seeing Taylor or, um, Wilson in the game at all at any point. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. The whole navigating the roster thing. I mean, they made five transactions on, uh, Saturday just to get the roster up right. And I mean, I think they need to make a decision on Tenuta next week. So. Going to be interesting to see if they just revert him back to IR or if they do something with Caleb Jones or something like that. But um, the roster's kind of set now. Um, Thought it was weird that Reed Ford went on IR. I still don't really understand what happened there Mm. in terms of the full story of him just falling down the depth chart to, like, safety four and all that. Plenty to talk about on the defensive side in this game. We'll get to that in vibe checks, but... Very excited. Did you want to see the Cowboys or did you want to see the Lions? I wanted to see I, the Cowboys. Really? I, I was hoping for the Lions. I think, and we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, uh, looking ahead a little, but I mean, I think the matchup is better with Detroit, um, yeah, especially sure. like de- defensively. I mean, again, we talked about the slot issues and CD could go for 200 and a couple scores against this defense. Um, but I mean, the, the the offense I think is is gonna be able to move the ball and put up points on Dallas. So and it's just gonna it's gonna be fun, right? Like they're they're I think Packers are gonna come in with no expectations. Um basically just playing with house money and man, it'd be uh it'd be fun to to <laughs> to take McCarthy down and in a year when uh they come back and you know take the division and, and are think they're setting up for a for a nice long playoff run. Cowboys fans are absolutely petrified of green bay coming into at t <laughs> too by the way because they're like you guys travel you guys will come for the playoff games and give us like 30 percent of the crowd because yep. we're just you know it's too big of a stadium they have too many tickets <laughs> so um all that stuff and the whole history of uh in that stadium man in. packers have packers have always played great in that stadium no matter what i mean obviously Super Bowl or Super Bowl forty five, the Matt Flynn game, the the Jared Cook catch game in the, in twenty sixteen. Yeah. I mean, we can we can keep going, but um, it's been a it's been a good run. Be be fun to see if uh, if they can keep that going one more. I was hoping Jordan would drop a. We still own you. <laughs> I think that there's a chance it could happen against Dallas or something like that. Um, <laughs> so so the reason I say. I'd rather see Dallas is just like the entertainment factor of yeah. McCarthy. Um, plus, us getting Dallas too means we get Goff versus the Rams, which is another like, that's spotlight that's a, game. Yeah, fascinating storylines going on in that one. So it it sets up for for some really good drama um, and and narratives for this week. So if you're not into media narratives, good luck. 
the next seven days. Um, if that game is the Peacock game on Saturday night, I am single-handedly going to... We're hitting the high seas, all right? We're hitting the high seas, <laughs> full-blown piracy, and I'm going to advocate it for it on social media. I don't think I can on the website, but I'm going to advocate for it on social media. And and that's why I can't fathom the Packers being the Sunday night or the Saturday night game, the Peacock game. Like there's there's no way. But um, that's what they want, right? Like that's when when Amazon said uh, we're going to do oh, Black man. Friday. They said we're going to put the biggest television market on Black Friday. And the biggest market in terms of fan bases is the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yeah. Um, Amazon had the whole tie-in where they wanted to do because they're moving product, right? It's a little bit of a different thing. Um, cause like that whole, the, the whole, you know, not even like media market or fan, I guess it's closer to media market than like fan base size thing matters more for Prime. Um, but for Peacock, I don't I like they would print money. Like they would make so oh, much money, boy. but not yeah, for me. I mean... Cause I will be. <laughs> I'll be on messstreams.com. So, <laughs> well, I, and they've already got my money. I've, I'm a Peacock subscriber because of, uh, English Premier League games anyway. So, but I got a, uh, I got a lucky, uh, a fortunate limited term deal that they offered me for the, this next year. So I'm, I'm not paying them a whole lot, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I still just, I don't think that, that the NFL is going to, I understand the money aspect of it that, that NBC is going to want it probably, but um, I just can't see that them doing that with, with this game, with all the, the narratives and everything that, that come with it. I just don't know why the NFL took the opposite of approach of all the other sports leagues where all the other sports leagues, like the NBA, you know, I guess kind of MLS because of like Apple TV, but like um, MLB, like it's harder to watch regular season games than it is the postseason, and the NFL just went the opposite direction, where they're like, "Oh, hey, you might be in a local market, but need to get Peacock." Like that stinks. Yeah, that stinks. I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. I'm I'm. Who knows? By the time we get done recording, maybe we'll have the uh, maybe we'll have the schedule. Um, wanted to touch on the matchup thing again. I think one of the biggest worries, which kind of showed itself up in this game is if the Packers defense gets spread out, there can be some problems there in terms of the windows that the inside linebackers have to take. And we saw that with uh, DJ Moore. He got the, uh, the shallow crosser passed off from Jair to Quay Walker. Quay Walker was late to it and then ended up trailing. That was like the one big pass the bears had the entire game. Um, Dallas does a whole lot more of that, right? Like McCarthy, Hasn't changed as much as uh, he initially said in his opening press conference and all that stuff and what he told Jerry Jones. He's still kind of the old Mike McCarthy, and if you remember that, I mean, he wants to spread guys out. Getting C.D. Lamb into the slot um, is going to be a huge deal for that team next week. Um, C.D. does that a lot. He has a bunch of yards. You know, I don't know if he's going to be first or second team on pro or whatever, but he's going to be up there. Um that's really what I'm worried about in this game. I'm not really worried about their run game. Their offensive line isn't what it used to be. Yep. And Pollard is like, I don't know. He's not a full time back. Yeah. I uh like I said, I think the 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 
the Packers are going to be able to put up points. Um, you kind of, you were talking about the, the Cowboys and tackling and with yeah. the, the demonstrated ability that this receiver group and tight end group has to pick up yards after the catch. I mean, Wicks was doing it. Reed got a bunch today and, and we know what Kraft can do. So I think that's an area where if, if they can, you know, certainly Dallas has a couple of really good pass rushers. Micah Parsons is, is incredible, yeah. but if they can get the ball out of love's hands quickly, get it to guys in space and, and let them make some moves after the catch. I think that's a, that's a good place to start at least, uh, with a, with an offensive game plan. Yeah. I'm worried about Zach Tom's finger. He's yeah. Like that was out of the lineup one. throughout the game. He yeah. said it was a finger injury. So I don't know if he's like pushing through pain or what, or if he's going to be in a club, but that's probably not the best matchup, you know, mm-hmm. going into a playoff game, knowing like, Oh, like the best pass rusher in the NFCs who we're <laughs> about to face. I guess him or Bosa, but yeah. Well, it's gonna be fun, guys. We get we get one extra game, and uh, one that we probably you know shouldn't have had, and sure as hell didn't think we were gonna have eight weeks ago. So let's let's just enjoy it and uh, see where it takes us. Well, if Joe Barry's defense could hold him to nine points like we did <laughs> today, right? I mean, who knows? Man. John John Meerdink, our colleague um, at APC, just sent this in the Slack. In the Packers' last three elimination games, Joe Barry's defenses have allowed a total of 42 points, which is a 14-point game per game average. Wow. Yeah. That's Interesting. Not where where the hell are we at on Joe? I can't make heads or tails of it anymore. Because he got the yeah. he definitely got the game ball. They definitely cut yep. the video out of it uh last week against the Vikings, right? Um Matt didn't talk a whole lot about the defense, but like you did say, like they won the game, like the offense needed to score more type of thing in the presser today. I mean, I don't I, know I said if it on, one game away yeah. or two games away. I don't know. Yeah. I, I said it on the unpack with Zach and, and Nick last week. We talked about it a bit, but I am still the only way that I am happy with Barry coming back is if they beat the 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs. <laughs> and, and that, so obviously right now that would require beating the, the Cowboys next week and then going right. into San Francisco and, and winning that game. Um, so until, until that happens, I am not ready to say I am willing to, you know, be okay with Barry coming back, but man, if they can somehow do that. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't even know how to judge the locker room at this point, right, because Jair has his whole thing, but then he genuinely seemed remorseful in the postgame, in the presser um, this week when he talked about it. Played today, so they must be on at least semi-fine terms. Um, Mm -hmm. Devondre Campbell played in this game because Isaiah McDuffie was out. Campbell said he's not playing through injury anymore. I guess they're fine there too, but I don't know. So so much of the locker room stuff feels very Harry High School to me this year, even down <laughs> to, you know, the rotation on the offensive line that is seemingly now stopped. I don't remember seeing Ryan at at right guard, but they did. They didn't. Oh, play. he was, he was in. He was in for was a, a couple of drives. Yeah, I know he was in for the second drive of the game. Um, he was in at least one or two drives in the second half. So he he okay. was. They were still rotating at that spot at least. Because that left tackle, I know they're done with that. Nyman did get yep. some playing time, but that was to sub in for Zach Tom at right tackle when he was dealing with his finger thing. Just a weird, 
weird thing, and maybe it's just because it's such a young team, you have to kind of like almost treat it like a fucking junior college or something. Sorry about the F-bomb. <laughs> treat it like I a mean, junior college I... ball where you're like, get everyone involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. I it was I think it was big to have Jenkins in this game. Um yeah. if he if he wasn't wouldn't have been able to go, you know, I don't know what you do at that point. Are you are you moving either Runyon or Ryan over to left guard and starting both of those guys? Or um, you know, God forbid Royce Newman coming into the starting lineup. Um not having to answer that question made me very very happy this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what you would have done because Caleb Jones wasn't active for this game, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, the injuries, by the way, uh, Dylan was out, McDuffie was out, uh, Christian Watson was out. Those were the three guys who were out and weren't healthy scratches. Um, Dubose got called up from the practice squad but then didn't play, which is very weird. I don't know why they did that. I mean, good for him. I think he still gets the uh, – the fifty million roster check, yeah, he gets he gets the big check, um, but yeah, I mean he didn't play, and that that was another weird one too, because like you're not exhausting anything, like everyone on the practice squad, their clock resets in the playoffs, mm-hmm. so you just decided yeah. to not have an extra player, I guess. The only thing I can think of there is you know with with Wicks and Reed still being questionable, Watson being unsure about whether he'd play, um. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just were like, God forbid, if, if Wicks or Reed has some sort of flare up of whatever the injury is, you know, in, in game, you know, warm ups or something, then they've got somebody that they can, can yeah. bring in and fill in for them. That's, that's the only thing that I can think of. And, and just as a, you know, absolute insurance policy, but, but maybe especially because the clock resets, they're not burning something, you know, yeah. on him that, that counts against the rest of the season or something. Yeah, I don't know if it counts as like yeah. I don't think it would count for like an accrued season because I think you had to hit like five games or something for that to happen. So it's not like because if they sign him to a futures contract, it's not like they can't hit him with like an ERFA tags and RFA tags in the future. So yeah. I don't think that changes the math there at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we've gotten to the nitty gritty now. I think it's time for vibe checks. Let's do it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. Instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. All right. Offensive vibe checks. I don't know. Did you think the offense played any good today? Um. Yeah, I think that was pretty damn good. <laughs> I know I know. 17 points doesn't feel like a lot. And, and fundamentally, I mean, it isn't. But we, we know the, the possessions were to premium. Both teams were, were eating up clock. And, um, and I mean, if not for a, a Anders missed field goal right there at the 20, yeah. 20 point mark. Jeez. Sorry. Um, so yeah, this, uh, every drive that the Packers had was at least, uh, 30 yards. They picked up, um, at least one first down on every, every drive. And, and the one that there was at least two first downs on all, every drive except one. And the one that only had one was the 59 yarder, Jaden Reed. Um, they got him into field goal range. Um, I, again, Jordan Love was 27 of 32. You got a 100 yard rushing day from Aaron Jones. I mean, a couple of little execution things here and there, like at the very end of the first half. But if that's the, if that's the, the best or the, the, the biggest thing you can complain about, <laughs> I'll take that any day. Yeah. Jane Reed, another 100 yard uh, receiving game. So now we got two guys who can crack 100. Yeah. Back to back games. Finally did it. Aaron Jones, 111 yards. Uh, I am looking at the rushing totals right now. I can confirm no running back other than Jones carry the ball. It's just him, Bo Melton, and then a couple of Jordan Love uh, scrambles. Now, receiving, it's really weird because, like, they basically caught everything that was targeted to, like, the top guys on the team. I mean, yeah. Jaden Reed caught four of four, Melton, seven of five, uh, including, you know, a couple tough ones, right? Um, Wicks, uh, six of seven, Kraft was three of three, Jones, five of five, and then Musgrave caught one too. So the only one, the only target Dobbs had was that, uh, (laughs) that weird play that frustrates us every, every week, which is just giving him a contested ball. And it's, I don't think it's a 50, 50 ball. I think it's like a 20, 80 ball at this point. And there's people on Twitter, whenever I retweet people saying the strong hand stuff that like, can't tell anymore if i'm if i'm pro dobbs or anti dobbs i'm not like i want to say like i'm an impartial viewer or something like that like i understand he can make catches that other guys on this team can't but he's also very inconsistent doing it so do whatever you want with that information yeah that one was one where initially it kind of looked like the bears guy got his hand in and punched it out. And then on replay, you see that he never actually touches the ball. He never really gets a hand on Dobbs's arms and the ball pops out of Dobbs's hands when his back and his shoulders hit the ground and he kind of gets yeah. jarred. And I mean, that was got, that had to have been the play where, where Dobbs got hurt. Cause he was basically yeah. not involved, not he said in the he game. He was coughing up blood. Like, yeah. I, and then I don't know they ruled him happens. out with like, or they, they ruled him with a chest injury. So I, the first thing that I thought of when, when they were talking about him coughing up blood was like the Randall Cobb game, the, the, 
the play where he fell on the battery pack because he was mic'd up in the playoff game against Arizona in 2015. And they basically had to play that game with like Jared Aberderis and Jeff Janis as, as their number one and number two. Cause yeah. Jordy was out and I think Devante was banged up. And that was the, that was what my mind immediately went to that like, did he like land on something in his back or something that, uh, you know, that, that, I don't know, hit an organ or, or whatever. Then I think John Meerdink made a comment that, well, could he have maybe like bit his tongue when his, his head kind of get jarred back? And that was why he was kind of spitting up blood. I mean, who knows? Um, but at the same time, like the ball was in his hands is the, the de- defense yeah. didn't get a hand on it. And he's just got to kind of haul that in when he's going to the ground. <laughs> Packers only gave up one sack. Thought their protection held up pretty well throughout the game. And it's not like the Bears don't have guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, so they have Montez Sweat right off of the edge. That's the obvious one. But then, like, Jervon Dexter's been playing pretty good for them on the interior. Um, thought he would be a little bit more of a factor. Didn't really do anything. It was... Nice that Jaquan Brisker decided to have a bad game in this one. I seem to remember him playing much better in other games than this one. Um, Jalen Johnson was also out. So, you know, a couple of those two things in the secondary, you're, you know, you're probably having a bigger game. They missed the field goal. That fumble, they were driving down the field, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Score, I think. The score is nicer to the Bears than uh, the actual action on the field was. Yeah, I actually made that point in the recap post that, you know, 17-9 doesn't feel reflective of how, you know, the two teams' offenses were playing in this game. Um, I mean, Packers outgained the Bears 432 to 192. <laughs> Packers had 7 point, 7.2 yards per play on offense for Green Bay. Chicago was 4.2. Um, Packers were 7 of 10 on first down. And the Bears were three of eleven. Like that, that those are not the numbers that suggest it should be an eight point game. And again, there's a couple, you know, the fumble, the the late first half sequence where you know, oh my god, Wicks, we didn't even get into Wicks, that. Yeah, where Wicks doesn't manage to to get out of bounds, you know, and and establish forward progress and bleeds off the rest of the clock, and they don't get a field goal attempt. Um, Carlson misses a field goal, like dropping the end zone from Dobbs, like all of those things. Um, you know, those. I feel like those are all hallmarks of a young team and the fact that they still won convincingly by eight um, and dominated, you know, pretty much every other statistical measure um, makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. No, I mean, this was a thorough ass whooping. This was, don't, do not get it confused. This was a thorough ass whooping. <laughs> and yeah, they left three scores on the board for, you know, dumb reasons. I mean, maybe that doesn't happen against uh, Dallas next week, but it's, it's nice to survive in advance. Um, yep. I think that's it. I mean, what 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 more do we say? Jordan Love, <laughs> great. Aaron Jones, really good. Rookie receivers, pretty pretty great. Um, it's nice to get I, like Reed just yeah. wide open over the middle of the field every oh my once gosh. in a while. Like that's just a cool <laughs> thing to happen. The whole shot again to Reed. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna think yeah. about that one for a while. Uh, because Love you know, had Reed. fucking nuts of iron in this game. Yep. Yeah. Like what he was just throwing it. No no hesitation. Um saw it, ripped it, completed it. Um yeah, everything was Nuts. everything was what we could have could have possibly hoped coming into this season. Like this is to to cap it off with a game like this for him 
against the Bears, continuing that, you know, that level of of Packers quarterback play against the against that particular rival team. Like ah, feels good. Okay, do you believe? Do you believe? <laughs> do, uh, do you believe? Tex, uh, do you believe? I believe. You I believe? believe? I don't I, know if I believe. I, uh, I'm talking in playoff run. Uh huh. Oh, I know. I know. I don't I, know because I, I see uh, all the stats. I know it's you know last eight weeks. Jordan Love, top three quarterback. I can't. I can't. There's too many dumb mistakes. I know we didn't get I, a bunch of penalties in this game. I, w- I don't I want trust to the defense at all. <laughs> I want to believe. I yeah. think we could ruin someone's season. I think I wouldn't be shocked if uh, we beat the Cowboys, they freak out, and then next round, I guess it would have to be Niners, right? Yep. Because they're one seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, all we need is one bad game from Brock Birdie. Yeah. He'll throw us the ball, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can I, see I think, that, but uh, I there's there's no way we go 2010. This is not the 2010 team that like all their losses were like in overtime and stuff. This team looked yeah. legitimately bad for stretches of this season, <laughs> including pretty recently. The yeah, the the defense has been too bad too recently. The the even in this game again, the what even when they played great, there were still some major execution errors that that cropped up so um against a really good team that probably you know that probably ends up spelling their doom um so yeah i think the answer is that i want to believe but i can't i can't bring myself although i will say i did see before i think it was middle of this week uh DraftKings had packers odds to win the super bowl at plus six thousand and i was i'm mike <sighs> Yeah, so that's, six, that's sixty to one. Sixty to one. It's it's going to drop now that they're now that they're clinched, but it's still not yeah. going to be. It's still going to be a long shot. I mean, at odds like that, ugh. it's probably, probably no should've. higher than like forty five to one. Yeah. even right now. Um, yep. I don't believe, and I just want to have fun. <laughs> I hope we get one win, and as long as Jordan Love doesn't get hurt, I'm counting the season as a win. That's that's where I'm at at this point because. I can yeah. live with, at worst, Love makes it out healthy. Our defense gets the door blown off of it. We change defensive coordinators next year, and we'll probably be better for it. And I can live with that reality. At this point, it's all house money to me. But I do know, I mean, I've written all these playoff scenarios and stuff like that for APC, and the comments are basically have basically been two groups of people this entire season. And I know, <laughs> you know, commenters, maybe not a direct correlation to like what fans are thinking in terms of like the ratio of it. Um, but there's one camp that it just hits me with playoffs, right? Like, why are we talking about playoffs? Like, <laughs> team's not good enough to make the playoffs. And then the other one is, is just making the playoffs enough now. Is that what the standard is? And I'm like, all right, settled. This is a first year quarterback. <sighs> Come on. Yeah. With, with nothing. Everyone is 21 year years old. Yeah. All of these guys barely are drinking age. Okay. <laughs> Again, 2025 has been our goal for most of the season. Yes. So this, this we... team is way ahead of okay. schedule. I mean, well, yeah. Here's another I question. Are uh-huh. we a year ahead of schedule? Yeah. 
I think we're a year ahead of schedule. I think I think we can start thinking about 2024 at this point. I know they're yes. still going to be cap strapped, but if if they can find a way to, you know, if somehow Bach passes a physical and then get out from under his contract and, and open up some some space to do something. Tex, I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> no, I mean, yeah. I I will. I, I'm letting you guys know by. If they have a half decent draft, if they draft guys that I like, I will be talking myself into 2024 <laughs> with how 2023 is uh, shaped out. By the way, I want to remind everyone: pick number 45 was turned into Jaden Reed, Dentavian Wicks, and Carl Brooks. Who we haven't talked about the defense yet. Carl Brooks had an amazing game today. He was um, a man possessed. Yeah, that might Goody. go down as Goot's best transaction, and he turned one first round pick into two first round picks before. Yeah, that the, I mean, the, that's your two, your wide receiver one and wide receiver two for the last month and a half of this season, basically. Yes. Um, and and a defensive lineman who is is flashing and has given you quality quality snaps and and some substantial interior pass rush, like what? in the sixth well round, done. like yeah, yeah, man. No, you nailed it. Plus, yeah. like finding a guy like. Uh, Bo Melton, who again, he's had like 170 yards in the last two weeks. <laughs> he found him off of waivers, man. I don't know. The pro, like, the, the pro scouting. Here? <sighs> yes, man. the pro scouting department. Shout out to Goot for getting serious about that. I think they, they yep. what is it, uh, Milt Hendrickson or whatever, the, yeah. the dude that they brought in from the Baltimore Ravens to run it. Um, that's a real operation right now. I mean, that's how they found Keyshawn. That's how they found Devon Campbell. That's how they found Sewell. Like, yeah, it's. I'm very happy that we have more than just the draft now. Even though we're armed to the gills with draft picks, I mean, we have like 13 again going into <laughs> next season. I don't. There's not going to be enough roster spots. No, they've got to be. They've got to be looking at trade up options here or something. Or, or spin we said a couple that for the last for two years next ago, year. So well, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he we'll cut see. a couple of seventh rounders for the first time in several years this year because he had too many. So, they did. I don't know. Let's, yeah. Just, yeah did we, we have a, uh, we didn't have a 17 for 17 this year, right? We didn't have a guy who just didn't, did not play even though he was on the roster the whole time. No, I, uh, Kale Jones. I don't remember him getting into a game. I, I don't, I think he was active for a handful early this season. Let me see if, but he's probably about the only one. Yeah, because I know um, Brent Cox got in for a couple of games. Jones was active for one game. It was the, the first Lions it. game. Yeah, first the Thursday night Lions game at Lambeau in, in late September. But but that was it. Huh. All right, we got to give this a number. Um, pocket 10, send it. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. The... I gotta, I gotta go nine point five just because of the little, the little stuff. I, I, the, the youth and the, you know, the, the, the little bit of, of execution the end of half thing things. The end of half dumb. thing. Yeah, that's if not for that, it's, it's a ten, bar none. So, I am slightly worried that, uh, you know, Zach Tom dealing with the injury can open mm-hmm. Pandora's box of our greatest fear, which is the. Mm-hmm. Playoff, you know, r- random number generator offensive line, like lineup. 
It's like, hey, Elton Jenkins is playing right tackle this week. I was like, I was just oh, going to say, shit, like, Royce Newman got the start over Sean Ryan. How did this happen? If yeah, like if Zach Tom go, can't play for some reason, there's, I I would say there's only one viable solution. That's just to put Nyman in at right tackle. But we've seen crazier shit than that the last couple yeah. years. So oh my gosh, I yeah. Like, <laughs> I wonder if Stenovich gets an offensive coordinator job with someone else. By the way. As a play caller, I don't know if Matt would let That's him do that because he let Gutsy he let Gutsy go. Yeah, huh? I don't know. That's just know. something I was thinking of. I think uh, I think a lot of teams are going to clear house pretty soon. I think Jacksonville is mm-hmm. tired of it. Um, oh, this is yeah. That that was why I was going to ask you if you want to believe. I have this story. One of my buddies uh, covers the Jaguars. He actually had to move around. This was when they were eight and three. He moved around his wedding to prepare for a potential Jaguars Super Bowl run. So it was going to be like very oh my early God. February, and now they are not going to make the playoffs. And I can only imagine the conversations that he's going to have with the in-laws. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that we had a date set for our wedding before NFL season so that that was never going to be... Yeah. <laughs> It was never even going to have to be a conversation. Like the date was was what it was going to be, and you know there was no chance that there was ever any conflict, which was convenient. And but um, yeah, yikes! <laughs> yikes. Yeah, yikes! I'll tell Whew. you the name after uh, offer. Um, I have a lower stakes situation that is starting to pop up. One of my buddies is uh, she's turning thirty, so we're all going to the beach in Oregon. So it's going to be rainy. I mean, we're just going to get drunk <laughs> in the house. Um. Nice house that we're going to rent, but um, it's going to be the, I think it's the second week of February, something like that. And she wants to move it. One of, one of the guests want to move it up a week. And I almost went in the group chat and was like, actually, there's this, the Super Bowl is going to be played. But <laughs> I was like, ah, do I? No, we're not, we're not going to run that far. If we do, I'm just cool. going to have to bail on the trip, and I'll just deal with the consequences of that by myself. <laughs> I'm not going to make everyone else derail everything. Um, defensive side of the ball. Seemed like TJ Slayton played a whole lot less on the defensive line this week than usual. It seemed like we got a whole lot more Carl Brooks. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that meant Kenny played more nose tackle or what, but Wyatt Brooks and Kenny all made plays. That bears into your offensive line was bad. I know I said that. And a lot of Bears fans were like, there's two backups in one. Tevin Jenkins is a preferred starter. He got his ass kicked the entire game. He was playing left guard. Um, and then two, one of the reasons you guys don't have a preferred starter in there is because Lucas Patrick gets hurt every single game. <laughs> like the most predictable thing. Yeah. I didn't know Lucas Patrick was even hurt. But then when he went on IR, I'm like, dude, this guy's always hurt. Like that's kind of part of the situation. So I don't know. Bears, I see them. I see a lot of people mocking like a tackle to the Bears with like their second first round pick. I'm like, their tackles are fine. Yeah. Their interior line stinks. And like this game was, you know, example of that. I I know a lot of people got sacks and, you know, Gary did some stuff, but he lost contain a whole lot of times. And Preston seemed like he was doing a pretty good job. I know the Packers got five sacks, but a whole lot of that was just like interior pressure and then just yep. gang tackles. 
Well, and yeah, three of those sacks came from interior linemen. Brooks, Clark, and Wyatt each had one. Um, Van Ness had the early one, and then I think Walker had the the one that he cleaned up some pressure late. So it was definitely, you know, the interior that that tackle tackle stunt that Brooks and and Clark ran, where where Kenny got his sack. That was one of the prettiest, uh, the prettiest moves and and and. Uh, little games that I've seen from a defensive line in a long time. And, and Kenny looked like he was shot out of a cannon on that one. And, and yeah. on Brooks's sack, I mean, he just swims right around Jenkins and is shot out of a cannon and, and is in field's lap before he can even start looking downfield. Um, it was, it was pretty to watch those guys go to work. Yeah. All those games where Brooks at Bowling Green was playing defensive end and Tyler and I were <laughs> like, I don't know how you make heads or tails of this he's playing a position he's not going to be doing in the at the nfl level i mean those stunts and stuff definitely he's he's better at that than most of these young guys are um especially um van ness when did he is this first game with a visor from van ness when did this happen? i'm not sure i think somebody was saying maybe a game or two um but i i hadn't noticed it before he's got the um, whole Jam- johnny manzel thing going on right now <laughs> i approve of it <laughs> I approve of it. I just wasn't always, aware. always down for some more swag on defense, man. Pass rushers did good. Preston Smith. Uh, if I were a member of the league office and I cared about Dak Prescott's health, I would be PED testing Preston Smith. Right now. <laughs> I don't know what's gotten into him in the last two weeks. This is the best stretch of football. Preston Smith has played in a long time. Maybe the first year or two that he was in green Bay. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I, it's not like he's playing every snap, right? I mean, they're, they're no. consistently doing, you know, Gary and Preston get like 60 to 65% of the snaps and, uh, and any bar and Van Ness get the rest. Um, I, I, I do wonder if that's a, you know, if that was a concerted effort all season long to make sure that, that Preston's reps were kept down a little bit, um, and keep him fresh. And I mean, I, now there was a question about whether or not he was going to be able to play in this game with missing some practice earlier yeah. in the week. Um, certainly the, the fact that he, he was, you know, his usual self out there is, is a good sign. Hopefully, you know, give him a couple of days to rest up and, you know, he doesn't, he's, he's one of the guys I don't need to, I don't feel concerned if he misses practice. You know, just to to give him. He's seen enough football maintenance days. Yeah. Also, um, outside I mean, linebacker, how how much are you doing in terms of the yeah. schematics and stuff? Do you really right. need practice? Like, you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Um. I mean, even Anigbari had a pretty solid game. Two two yeah. tackles for loss against the run. Um. You know, that'll that'll do too. So, good good work. You know, really all around from from that unit. And then, you know the the. The downsides were those couple things that you mentioned earlier when they got spread out a little bit and, yeah. um, you know, got, got DJ Moore manned up one on one on Quay Walker over the middle of the field. And yeah, that's, that's not going to go well. And that's just kind of what you're going to have to deal with, with, with this scheme that Joe Barry's going to run. Defense held up pretty well against the run, even with Justin Fields running around. I'm looking at just the running back 17 carries for 48 yards. Good. <laughs> It'll work. Pretty good. I'll take that. Um, Fields had eight carries for 27. A lot of that was him frustratingly getting out of a lot of uh, sack attempts, which a lot less fun. I think a big thing with that, though, is that he didn't have the big run in this game. Uh, His long run was like seven yards. Yeah, he didn't have the 40-yarder with the safeties hit each other trying to tackle and 
Exactly. So yeah, there's one or two that he scrambled for a first down, but you know, if that's the extent of the damage that he does with his legs, you can, I feel like you can live with that against a guy like Fields. Inside linebacker was weird. I didn't like how we played an inside linebacker today. I, I think if there's one thing to criticize about the Packers um, in this game, it was that. I mean, Quay, we talked about the play that he gave up to Moore. I'm sure you're going to see that a thousand times this week and if you didn't catch it live already. Campbell doesn't still look healthy, so I think he rescinded his I'm not going to play hurt offer. <laughs> or this is just what Campbell is now, which if that's the case, I'm much more worried about what the situation is going to look like in the future. Hopefully McDuffie yeah. can get healthy down the stretch. Um, when he did fill in, he's kind of a limited guy that they did spell with Eric Wilson on passing downs, but like he wasn't terrible as like a run fitter. Mm-hmm. I think that still has value in the playoffs. Um, especially sometimes the Packers, when they get, they, they pin teams back in like punts and stuff like that. Sometimes they'll go like a three linebacker set doesn't happen a whole lot and it's pretty specific when they use it but you know he'll help out there too so fingers crossed on McDuffie getting healthy this week yep I don't know is there anything to add about the secondary I mean we didn't, we didn't really touch on them at all but you know they didn't they weren't really like tested they weren't was... really, yeah they weren't really getting the ball thrown at them right like Corey Ballantyne had that one I feel like Jair was in on like one play I think Valentine dropped the uh the one pick that he could have had yeah. in the end zone with Komet yeah. So, um, that's about the only other, that's about the only other play that I remember. Like, what's that? Seemed active in the run game. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, I I don't know. It was like the DBs basically like didn't play in this game. It was just weird. Well, and the bear, the bears only threw the ball 16 times in the entire game. Like I'm it's, it feels. They were down the whole game. Basically. They, the bears, the bears only ran 46 offensive plays in this game. The first, the first half of the game legit the whole, took an hour. When the the game, whole game. The game was done at seven o'clock Eastern. It was I mean, it was what, two hours and thirty five minutes from, from opening whistle to, to the end of the game. That was that was the fastest pro football game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um when uh when I was done with YouTube TV and I turned it off to then go and watch uh, the press conferences. YouTube TV said that, said that there was still 45 minutes left in the game <laughs> for reference. So like, and sometimes those things go over, you know. So like, yeah, that get that game went super quick. Um, both teams were I mean, cool with having the running clock. Yeah, I flipped over to the end of the Rams 49ers game, expecting it to be you know about to wrap up, and there were still like five minutes left uh, when when Packers were done. So. Yeah. <sighs> Not really anything to add at safety other than the really four thing is weird, and now we're two injuries away from Benny Sapp playing safety, <laughs> which, like, I guess we'll get to it if we ever get to it, but yeah. I don't know what we're doing there. Um, defense will say like a seven. seven? I, I, you're not going to yeah. trick me. You're not going to trick yep. me, but you also did hold that team to nine points, no touchdowns. And I understand you stopped the run today, but you're not going to trick me. I I know CD Lamb is going to go for 55 yards on a shallow cross. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Special teams honors. Honors. Um, did Wayland punt? <laughs> no, no, no okay. punts for the Packers today. 
Okay, we have one kickoff return. Yeah. Um, um, I think that I, I was a little disappointed with kick coverage. It seemed like Velas Jones had a couple of um, pretty solid returns. He averaged 28 yards per return. Um, seemed like he was getting him out to about the 30 yard line every time. So that was a little bit of a bummer. And then, yeah, Anders, Ugh. buddy, <laughs> not good. Definitely below average for this game. I mean, what it like three and a half, four, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Nothing so, terrible. All, yeah, uh, no penalties on special teams, though. Um, I mean, only two penalties accepted the entire game. Um, one was a holding call on um, on the Bears, and then I think the other one was the offsides on Gary that probably should have been yeah. a false start on the Bears' left tackle. That, that was, one was on, like, fourth and five, so that was a bummer. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, there was a couple things where maybe you could have had something in the secondary, but they were letting them play for, for most of this game. Might have had one on Jonathan Owens for for a hit on Justin Fields when he was kind of going down. He, that one was close. I saw people saying that that shouldn't have been a flag, and I know, I think the ref on air was saying that it shouldn't have been a flag. If I'm Eberflus, I want that flag, and if yeah. I'm Justin Fields, I want that flag. So I don't yep. know. Do with that whatever you want, but I thought we were going to get a penalty there. So yeah. I was expecting it. Um, The only thing I can think of is that he kind of rolled over, hit him sort of with like the back of his shoulder. So it looked like he was kind of trying to avoid contact. It it wasn't head. He was already going by the time Justin slid. So, yeah, I'm still surprised there was no call, but we'll take it. And then they had the weird thing where like two plays later, they pulled him off the field to meet with the the concussion specialist. And then then he he was in there for 30 seconds. Yeah. That was bizarre. Is that the NFL just cut? That was a call from New York being like, it looks bad if we don't do anything. So just like yeah. have him come to the sideline for a play. Like Weird. he ran a full play. Like, I don't, I don't get what happened there. I would like to know what happened with the operation. I mean, probably should have gotten checked out like on the spot. I, I assume that he was going to have that type of situation if he did get up. Cause it did look scary for a second. Yeah, but I would like to know how that goes down with a, uh, you know, the call in New York and stuff like that. Um, there was that funky play. Uh, what was it? Valentine tried to return the uh, punt once it was already oh, yeah, like, downed. That, that was bizarre. So the rule there, right, is, and this is a high school coach's favorite rule, it's that if the the punt team touches the ball but the play is not blown dead. You can do anything with that ball. You can yeah. fumble that ball. You can do whatever you want. And at very worst, it goes back to the spot where that guy touched it. So what Ballantyne was trying to do there wasn't being a hero or anything. Honestly, it's him being well coached is that, hey, he touched it. He's at the one, but he didn't, you know, he never had possession of it. So the whistle never blew. So I can do whatever I want with this ball, but it ended up being into the end zone. Crazy, but we'll take it. it. That's actually everyone talks about like the dumbest rule in football and stuff like that, and they're like, <laughs> it's the you know the ball gets hit out of bounds and you know the fumble and it's at the twenty yard line, all that stuff. I think that punt rule actually might be the actual worst rule <laughs> in football. It never really made sense to me. I don't get why you get a free roll there. You don't get a, a free play in any other situation other than when someone's offsides and they like really try to cut. You know, down those plays too. So, yeah, I'll get it. Um, APC this know. week, 
shouldn't be too many major injuries to uh, keep tuned for. I I will say I will be paying close attention to whatever the heck is happening with A.J. Dillon because it seemed like he re-aggravated his thumb injury late in the game last week. He was a non-participant in practice this week and then was ruled out as early as Friday. Um, they're going to need a second back because you want to run the ball against the Cowboys, and they didn't want to do it with anyone but Aaron Jones in this game. So I don't know if that's, you know, we're in playoff mode. We're running Aaron Jones into the ground. You know, he's about to be a 30-year-old running back type of thing, and, you know, he might be on the way out anyway. Or if that's we have no faith in the guys who aren't Jones (laughs) and Dylan, which I'm more inclined to believe based off of uh, how they've used these, you know, Wilson and, and Taylor and, even Kenyon Drake uh, earlier in the season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think the other one, I mean, obviously that we'll want to keep a close eye on is Zach Tom. Um, yes. That's as well. It. So no Royce Newman. If Royce Newman is with the starting lineup, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, but I think it's like a half a percent chance, which is the same percent chance I would have had Billy Turner starting at left tackle. I guess the Niners. (laughs) Um, By the time you hear this, you could probably go to APC and see when the Packers are playing because that news will probably be out. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for it. I I bet we'll get it at halftime of Sunday Night Football. So that'll be uh, that'll be up by then. One of us will. One of the two of us, I'm sure, will end up writing it out before we (laughs) before we call it a night. We did it. We made the playoffs. Youngest team since 1977. The haters and losers fun. cannot deal with it. They're tired <laughs> of it already. Uh, last last parting thought. Jordan Love, 0.32 EPA per play tonight. That is that is very good. Depending on your CPOE, you're either plus 13 or plus 15%. That is very, very, very good. I still don't believe, but... <laughs> I do like the idea of wanting to believe. Yeah. I'll talk myself want... into it if we beat the Niners. <laughs> That's how it'll happen. Yeah, then then we can come come back to me at that. Okay, point. I I have yeah. I have a point here. Was it 16 when we played the Falcons? Yeah. Yeah, after 16 it was it was the um yeah, it was the the Jared Cook year, so they beat the Giants at Lambeau. And then went into Dallas in the divisional round, took out number one Dallas with the Jared Cook game, and then went into Atlanta with no secondary and just got shredded. This team has a better chance than that team. Yeah. To win it all. And they're yeah. Yeah. And that team made the NFC championship. So yeah. I'm willing to believe up until that point. And then after <laughs> that, we'll have to we'll have to see. We'll have to see how far I dig myself into the hole. (laughs) Go Pack Go. Love it.